0: Father God, we do, we ask that your word would be spoken, that your story would be heard, that you, Holy Spirit, would work in our hearts, in our minds,
1: and in our lives.
0: Lord, that we would humble ourselves now before your word, that we would receive it, that we would embrace it, not just with our minds not just with our heads but with our lives completely God please change us please give us power and strength to do that
1: as a family
0: as a body as a church we ask this in Jesus name Amen So we are uh, back in the story of Jonah, continuing in the story of Jonah. And if you remember, it began in chapter 1, and it began again in chapter 3, with Jonah, a prophet of God, being sent to preach God's word,
1: being being
0: sent to proclaim uh, God's message. But it was not to the Israelites, not to God's people, but it was to the Ninevites, to those people, those people outside of the Israelites, those people outside of God's people. In the beginning, in chapter 1, Jonah refuses to go to Nineveh. He, he refuses to go to Nineveh and to proclaim this message that he's been given, and he runs away from God. But now, after being pursued by God through a storm in chapter 1, being captured by God through a giant fish, John has been thrown up now on uh, the shore.
1: Yes, after facing
0: death after being thrown up now he's willing
1: finally to go proclaim
0: this message but as we saw the last time I preached it was only
1: part of the message it was
0: a partial message that Jonah gave uh, this message from God was not complete and so do you guys remember what was it that Jonah preached you're going to die.
1: Look
0: at verse 4, chapter 3. In 40 days, you will be overthrown. You will be annihilated. What did Jonah leave out from God's message? He left out repentance, Mark says, and what else did he leave out?
1: Mercy.
0: Mercy he only preached this first part if you go, actually he did a slide for you guys, you can see it here is the message of Jonah 2 and Jonah 3 what we experienced with Jonah as we followed him and then now what we're going to experience and what we're experiencing as we follow the Ninevites
1: it, it
0: began with judgment it began with this truth
1: from God's word and that
0: resulted in them being confronted with death
1: but in this place
0: being confronted with God's truth that brought them to the point of death they respond with repentance and in this repentance they're led to and they finish with this rescue or God's mercy
1: and so that's what Jonah
0: experienced and then that's what now the Ninevites are experiencing but Jonah only preached if you can see the red lines there are three
1: sections
0: he only preached the first part of the message he only preached judgment he doesn't mention God he doesn't mention repentance he doesn't mention the mercy that's waiting for them but
1: he just preaches judgment judgment
0: now, why did Jonah just preach judgment? Anybody? That's what he wanted. Because if he preached judgment and he preached repentance, then what might those people, those Ninevites, receive?
1: God's mercy.
0: God's mercy. And if you read ahead to chapter 4, he confirms that in verse 2. I knew you were going to do this, God. I knew you were going to be compassionate on these people. That's why I ran in the first place. And I am saying that is why he only preaches part of the message in chapter 3. I just want judgment for those people. I don't want them to repent and I don't want them to experience God's mercy. And this is the same message that other prophets had spoken to Israel. It's the same message that Jonah had experienced himself. He had just experienced the same message and yet he won't proclaim it
1: and its fullness to the
0: Ninevites. But hearing God's word, the Ninevites were confronted with God's judgment. And they do end up
1: experiencing
0: God's mercy. Not because of Jonah, not because of what Jonah said, but because of God. Because of what God had done in their hearts. The understanding that God gives them. So what happens in the story after they heard God's judgment from Jonah and before they experienced His mercy? What happens in between? What happens in the middle of this message? Repentance. This is not complicated. And I want us to understand that. Jonah preaches judgment. It leads them to repentance that results in or finishes with God's mercy for them. But before the mercy comes the repentance. There has to be this point as they are heading down, down, down as Jonah headed down, down, down that they would stop, that they would repent and in this repentance they would experience then rescue they would experience God's mercy and the rest of chapter 3 after verse 4 after this message describes and is about the repentance of the Ninevites it's focused on this middle section and so that's what I want us to consider today is their repentance So I want you to listen for that as we read Jonah 3, verse 4, or actually verse 5 through 9. Starting after Jonah preaches this message of judgment, what is their response? Everybody with me? You understand where we're at on the diagram? Alright. Chapter 3, verse... 5. After Jonah proclaims this judgment, the Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed, and all of them, from the greatest to the least, put on sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. last week judgment
1: la semana, no. this
0: week repentance
1: ahora,
0: el it's just fun in church right? these are the things vida we vida want to hear la every la week la these la are the things that we la come la for la this is what la we la get la out of bed on a la Sunday la morning la is la to hear judgment la and, la and la repentance la it doesn't feel good to me either a I, no, I haven't so enjoyed studying But as I've studied it, it's changed me. As I've studied it, it's convicted me. And as I've studied it, I've realized that I need this complete message. I need the whole message. And I promise that it will end, it will finish in mercy. It will finish in rescue. And if we don't start with judgment, if we don't come to a point of repentance, we will not finish with rescue and mercy. We have to go through that path to complete and finish with mercy. And so please hold on. Please continue. Don't stop with part of the message. But the Ninevites here, And they believed God. They didn't believe Jonah. They believed God. They believed, God. They believed God's word. Essentially, they believed His judgment. God's defining. God's determining of what is right. Versus what is wrong, what is good, versus what is evil. They received that, and they didn't just acknowledge it. They didn't just say, well, that's how God thinks. That is God's perspective. They actually embraced it. They submitted to it. Because their evil ways, their injustice had become exposed. They were right there for everyone to see. They received God's judgment and it was clear to them that they were on the wrong side of God's judgment. They were in the wrong. They were in the evil. And they were exposed and they were vulnerable. But they do not attempt to justify themselves. They do not attempt to defend themselves by holding on to their own definition or let me take your definition, God, and I'll adjust it according to my perspective and my life and what I desire. Instead, they take God's definition, His judgment, and they receive it. And they fully accept it. And I think that's important. Because it's not just this theoretical acknowledgement, this idea of agreeing. But it's a personal acceptance. They came face to face with God's judgment. They realized the truth that was being spoken. And they accepted it. And this is
1: difficult.
0: It's difficult to accept God's judgments. There are things that I read and hear that I do not resonate with, that that don't make sense to me naturally sometimes.
1: And I struggle. And,
0: and, And it's a battle sometimes, like, I don't know about that God like really what you're what I understand you to be communicating this doesn't seem right to me and maybe we should just
1: flip the page not
0: look at that part
1: and get to another part Cuz I'm
0: concerned God about what you're communicating and about your judgments and I'd like to adjust them for myself to be a little bit easier for me to swallow to be a little bit easier for me to communicate
1: Y poder también.
0: They don't sit well with me.
1: No. no, no estoy como.
0: But I come back to the fact. Pero do I de trust hecho, God's word? Do I trust his judgments? Confío do I trust en el juicio de his Dios? definition? What he has communicated of what is right and what is wrong, what is good and what is evil. And then, can I see myself accurately where I fit in? And let me explain to you where you fit in.
1: Let me explain
0: to you where I fit in. You fit in on the wrong, you fit in on the evil, okay? That's where I fit, that's where we fit, okay? That's our nature that's God's judgment but if we thoroughly consider his word we study it we we, we wrestle with it then, then we need to accept it not what the culture tells us about it not even what I would say that the church culture tells us about it but what has God communicated what does he say what judgments has he made and what judgments has he not made And that we would trust his word and what has been communicated and what has not been communicated. And we would accept it for ourselves. And we'd accept it for our lives. Because belief includes action. It's not just an idea in your head,
1: it's not just a mental
0: acceptance of a standard or of a definition that God is defined, it belief means it's going to affect me, affect my life, it has to become mine, it has to become something I embrace. So what do you all see as you look at this passage? As you look at verse 5 through verse 9, what do you see that the Ninevites do because they believe God's judgment? What do they do in response to their belief? In the beginning of verse 5, they believe God, and then the rest of it describes what do they do because they believe.
1: Anything.
0: The king, the king stepped down from his throne. What else? They fasted. They put on sackcloth. They gave up their evil ways. What's that, Tim? They called urgently.
1: They called
0: when the king got off his throne where did he go
1: actually
0: I don't know if it says it exactly in the NIV it's it's on the ashes, on the ground like he got down in the dirt I think you guys covered all that I have
1: in my notes. They
0: fasted, they put on sackcloth, they lowered themselves, they sat in ashes, they got on the ground, they cried out to God.
1: So confronted
0: with God's judgment, they believed His judgment, they accepted His judgment, and they respond, they demonstrate With action, their mourning, their grief, their submission, showing sorrow and regret for having been wrong and having done wrong according to God's judgment. Okay, that's what occurs, that's what happens. They didn't just acknowledge, well, yes, I have been doing wrong, or yes, these ways are wrong but they changed their ways they didn't try just to do it a different way they accepted God's way and they grieved and they mourned as a part of the process of giving up their evil ways
1: and their violence
0: they grieved they mourned For the last several weeks, Kafri and Eva have been getting up a a little bit earlier, and a little bit earlier, and a little bit earlier and the only thing that I can hope for is daylight savings time es when we spring ahora, forward and they're just going to stay where they're at and then they'll be on time again but we're hoping for 6.30 6.30 is the weekday routine
1: que en, en
0: but this morning
1: que se en las 6:30. it was 5.03
0: and that's my job even when I have a man cold it's my job
1: uh,
0: and so I go from our bed and I we can hear them in the apartment right you can hear him out of his bed knocking on something he usually goes to get Eva and I come out of my bedroom
1: and all he has to do now
0: because he knows what I'm about to do is see me and he sees me and he knows right there seeing me I just have to speak his name he's in the bathroom, he's in the hallway, he's in Eva's room but what does he do when I speak his name? He runs if he's going to Eva's room he says I'm going back to my room right? And wherever he's at he's going back to the bed, he's returning to the bed all I have to do is say his name He knows.
1: He knows. And understands. And he's been confronted with his
0: his evil ways.
1: Now, do I
0: go back to my bed? I used to, but that's really pointless. So now, I get up and I come to the sofa. And I take a blanket. And I lay on the sofa where I can see in our hallway and I can see both Eva's door and his door and I lay there half asleep waiting to hear the next noise and what does he do? do? he comes out again. And then, I see him cross the hall and he knows I'm in the living room. He goes back to his bed. Then the next time he just opens the door and sits at the edge of the hall where I can't see him, right? And plays with something sitting in the middle of his door and then starts to call out to Eva across the way thinking that I can't hear him. And then I come and he goes back and then he just opens the door and turns the lights on in his room and Oran does not wake up of course
1: right and he figures out another
0: way to do what it is that he wants to do when I'm there he says oh I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry and he goes back to where he knows he's supposed to be but he continues to find this new way after new way after new way
1: to do what he wants to do
0: even though he understands according to my judgment that these are evil ways does that make sense he acknowledges I would even say he puts on the, the, the act of repentance but does he grieve does he mourn? Does he put on sackcloth and ashes and pray and fast like, I have offended my father. I know my ways are evil. I need to go back to bed. I, I can't believe that I did this. I'm overwhelmed with my sin against my father. Nope. It just comes back and forth. Back and forth. Now think about us. Think about yourself. Are you much different than Kafri? When you're living life. He's just acting naturally.
1: He wants to get up. He wants to
0: start the day, he wants to play. What's wrong with that? Right? From his perspective. How is that hurtful to him? How is that not beneficial to play? To enjoy? To get his sister? To be with others? And then here I am this grumpy old father who says no. Get back in your bed. This is not good for you. You can't be up at 5 o'clock. You have to sleep. We all have to sleep. This is not good for any of us. Does God speak the same way to us? Does God truth, does his truth confront us in the same way? And how do we respond? And do we just continue and continue and continue? Y
1: seguimos y seguimos
0: and continue according to our judgment not trusting his judgment not trusting that his judgment is his demonstration of love for us and caring for us and wanting what's best for us and that we could trust him and that we could accept it and much less get to a point of grieving
1: and being overwhelmed by how we've offended our father
0: To repent is not to just acknowledge. It's not just to do less. It's not to do something different or you won't get caught. Repenting includes the process of mourning, of sorrow, of grief, of submission as we turn the other direction. I was going this way according to my judgment. God has spoken, and now I am going in the direction of His judgment according to what He has defined.
1: That's repentance, and I
0: am overwhelmed by what I have done. And I think we miss this in the church, I know I have missed this in my walk and in, in my following of Christ. That that grief, that that mourning, that that would be an integral part of repentance—not just. I'll, I'll try not to do that. I'll try not to do that, but I want to do it.
1: Versus saying I, I'm
0: broken by what I do. That's repentance.
1: That's what the
0: Ninevites, these non religious, those people do. Jonah didn't repent this way right He was a prophet of God. He knew Yahweh, but the Ninevites who don't know God, those people, those nasty people, the Ninevites who are unjust and violent and oppressive, they hear God's judgment
1: and they repent and
0: they are sorrowful and they are fasting they're in the ashes. But I think we are dismissive of God's judgment. At times we just are unconcerned with our sin, we're unconcerned with our offense before God. We're just like, hey, it's covered. It's covered. And we neglect it. And to believe God's word Submitting to His judgment, repenting, we have to acknowledge. We can't overlook it. We can't dismiss it. We can't neglect it. What we talked about last week, to neglect is not to love. To consider these things and that God would strengthen us to respond. That's love. If we love God, then we would listen to his words and we would respond. We wouldn't continue to neglect and to neglect and to neglect. So do you acknowledge? Do you grieve? Do you
1: mourn?
0: Your sin. Do we do that? Is that a part of our
1: lives?
0: It has not been a regular part of my life. Absolutely
1: not.
0: And I think because it hasn't been a regular part of my life to experience, to repent in that way, then I don't experience the rescue in the same way. I know about the rescue, but because I don't experience the repentance, I don't fully experience the rescue, the mercy, the forgiveness. If I don't come and bring that before the Lord, and in my sorrow I bring that before Him and realize
1: my offense
0: then I don't experience the rescue the same way. I think we need to consider this needed practice of repentance to actually practice it. It's a practice. We should practice it. And so I want us to have a time of
1: repentance. A
0: time of confession together this morning. If we don't, can you go to the first diagram? If we don't spend time there, if we don't do that, the repentance, then we will not get to and experience the mercy, the rescue. And like I said, we may not want to consider God's judgment. We may not enjoy this repentance. And I will tell you, it's not something to enjoy. It's sorrowful. It's difficult. We're overwhelmed by it. But it leads to, it results in, it finishes with God's mercy. That's what God's word communicates. That's what we need to believe. And you're like, you want me to participate in this?
1: You want us to do this,
0: to even as a family, as a body, to to repent, to, to confess our sins together? Yes. Look in the passage, it says
1: the Ninevites,
0: remember, the non religious Ninevites. Their repentance was comprehensive. It says, from the least to the greatest. It includes the king. And then the king makes a proclamation that everybody, the entire kingdom, all of us, including the animals, including the cows, right? We're all going to repent. We're going at this completely. We're going to repent. We're going to fast. We're going to pray. We're going to cry out. We're going to turn from our evil ways. Everybody, from the greatest to the least, including the king, I'm getting off my throne and we are going to cry out and repent before God. Because we've come face to face with His judgment. We've come face to face with our death. And if we don't repent, we will not experience mercy. He says in verse 9, maybe, just maybe, who knows, God may yet relent with compassion and turn from His fierce anger so that we will not perish. Repentance must be a part of our response. And so that's what I want to walk us through. And I want to walk us through with God's Word. Right? The Ninevites heard God's Word. I want us to hear God's Word. I don't want judgment uh, from me. I don't want for me to define what is good and evil, what is right and wrong. I want God to define for us what is good, what is
1: right. That
0: we would receive it, that we would consider it, and that we would respond. And repentance where we need to respond and repentance. Because repentance results from His Word.
1: Word
0: so let me read Hebrews 4 verse 12 through 13
1: el de Hebreos,
0: en about God's word and how God's word leaves us y
1: la nos deja.
0: it says for the word of God is alive and active Sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates, even dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing, including us, in all of creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything, including us, is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of Him to whom we must give account. When we come before God's Word, we're vulnerable. It exposes us. It says in that passage that everything is uncovered. Everything is laid bare. Even our thoughts, it judges our hearts. uh, The things that we cover up, the things that we don't actually do on the outside, but we think and feel and consider on the inside. God's Word judges that, even that. Everything in all of creation will be laid bare, exposed, and will be seen for the truth according to God's Word. And so, all I want us to do is I want us to just consider God's Word. I would encourage you, if you have your Bibles, to open up to the book of Matthew. I'm going to mention some things that Jesus mentions in his sermon, in his message, the Sermon on the Mount. Matthew 5.
1: Uh from five through chapter seven. Okay, you're not
0: gonna be able to read it all now, but 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 you can have that open. You can look as I mentioned some of these things. I just want to mention what Jesus mentions, okay? This is not right. Oh Britt, you're just talking about Jonah, the god of the old testament, that's angry and fiery and that sent the prophets. No, I'm talking about Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount and what he spoke
1: his word God's
0: word to us and I am not going to add to it I'm not going to I don't want to guilt you I just want you to sit before God's word and consider yourself read through it are you poor in spirit are you humble are you meek do you desire and hunger for righteousness? Are you merciful to others, not giving them what you think they deserve? Or do you seek peace with others? Are you seeking to be reconciled with others? Do you bless those who persecute you, who say these nasty and awful things about you? How do you respond to them? Do you have anger? towards your brother or sister or do you hold on to things do you not try to settle them quickly do you hold on to the grievances you have against and from others do you look on others with lust materially, sexually do you keep your word do you speak truth do you love your enemies do you give to the needy do you give of yourself and give of your resources give of your time to others in need do you care for the poor
1: amen
0: Do you pray? Do you fast? Do you store up treasures in heaven and not on earth? Are you filled with anxiety and worrying about your needs? Do you judge others without considering yourself?
1: A los demás sin en
0: Those are things that Jesus speaks.
1: Lo que habla Jesús aquí.
0: If you think you're without sin, if I think I'm si without sin,
1: que no pecado, I'm a liar. <laughs> Son
0: And so what I want is just to open up for a few minutes, for us to be able to respond to God's word. Respond how you feel led to respond. If you want to come to the front, if you want to get on your face, if you want to get down on the ground, if you want to wail, if you want to cry out, if you however you want to respond. If you are grieved by, if you're overwhelmed by your sin. Then we would respond. And so I just want to open up this moment. I want to open up this space
1: for us to do that as a family, as a body, in
0: response to God's Word. You can continue where you're at where you are. You don't have to transition. Continue before God as you desire. But I don't want us. And God doesn't want us to end there. That's not where the message stops if you look at Jonah in verse 10 for the Ninevites it says when God saw what they did and how they turned from their evil ways he relented and did not bring on them the destruction
1: he had threatened but God
0: but God intervened but God responded but God rescues he did that for the Ninevites he saw the Ninevites and he relented but for us God sees what Jesus did and he relents and he
1: relents
0: If you finish in Hebrews, it's overwhelming to me what I read before about God's Word and God's Word exposing us. But then it continues, Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses. But we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. So being exposed by God's word, then we look to Jesus, And looking to Jesus, then let us, verse 16, approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need this doesn't mean that we approach God's throne without a care it means we approach God's throne in repentance we've been exposed by His word like we come before His word it's put everything out there even the thoughts and intentions of our hearts but we can with confidence come because Jesus is on the throne and we can approach in repentance knowing in confidence that we will receive mercy and grace in our time of need. But we have to be in need. We have to understand that we're in need to approach,
1: to repent,
0: to receive this grace and mercy. So I don't want to stop there. One more practice. As I have it on the um, one of the diagrams, okay. you can see here where we would come to this place of repentance. We would come to the cross. That we would come to the blood and the body broken for us that took on God's judgment for us so that when God looks at us, He looks at Jesus Christ and He relents. He gives us mercy. He rescues us and that we can participate in that in His body broken. His blood spilled covers us. And so we come broken, we come overwhelmed, we come grieving, but God rescues us. And we receive His mercy. That's the complete message. That's the fullness. And so I just want to finish Again, by allowing as you're ready to come and to take, to come mourning, to come grieving, to come overwhelmed by your sin, but approach the table that you've been invited to and receive God's mercy
1: from a place of repentance.